Siren sounds. The Swans make their way through to the grand final. My game doesn't really change. I, I want to keep playing the way I have all year. I didn't even know the feeling we'd get in, until it happened. Barca Bulldog, you are the champion. I wanted to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through the with Sid Costello on Triple M. Good morning for Monopoly at Maccas. Grand final day. How good is this? It's been the best week on the calendar, and this is the pinnacle, the best day. And who's going to win this game? Who are you on? Are you in that camp that wants to see the Swans glide over the Western Bulldogs? Cheer, cheer the red and the white. Or would you prefer to see what happens when a bird wanders into the dog pound? If you can't tell already, I'm pumped up here as we head towards this big grand final. If you've been waiting, uh, I just heard Gunners in the news say that the queues are forming and have formed overnight at the MCC members. The gates open at 8am. If you're down there, give us a call. Let us know how it went. One triple three five three. We've got a few things to give away too, including a MotoGP merchandise package. Now... There's one name that is probably more synonymous with the Western Bulldogs than any other, and it is the name Witten. And the likes of Teddy Witten and Charlie Sutton, that team of 54, no doubt they'll be smiling down on Beveridge's brigade of dogs today as they go back to a grand final. And to just get that perspective, I had a quick chat to Ted Witten Jr. during the week and asked him if he'd been thinking of his old man. I really do now, yeah. I, I think that uh, be, be him and Charlie Sutton sitting up there in a super box somewhere, Charlie would have a big cigar and the old man had a stubby of VB and they'd be just barracking for the Bulldogs to get him over the line. So, yeah, it does come back to me. Um, you know, it would be great to have him around. And, uh, you know, the dogs going into the grand final for the first time in, in 55 years is uh, incredible and I'm sure that he'd be wrapped. That is a beautiful image to have. Charlie Sutton with the cigar, Ted Witten Sr. with the stubby of VB, smiling down on Bevo's brigade of Bulldogs. Yeah, I could just picture it. Now, I could just hear the old man going for it. He'd be right in there having a real crack. And these Bulldogs will be right in there having a real crack. If the Swans are going to stop it, they're going to have to stop some of those live wire forwards, the likes of Clay Smith and Jake Stringer. And one man who will have the job of doing that is Nick Smith from the Sydney Swans. I caught up with him yesterday at the grand final parade. And I asked him who's the most dangerous of the Bulldogs forwards. They've got a few down there. I wouldn't say it's one. Um, Smith obviously kicked four last week. Dixon kicked four last week. Stringer, when he's on, a super player. You know, Boyd Boyd was in the ruck mostly last week, but you'd think he'd go forward. And then they, amongst others, um, they got a lot of mids. Dale House, um, who can go down there. And um, Yeah, so we're going to have a handful down there. Nick Smith talking to Triple M. If you're looking for a grand final party today, there might be a big one out Bandura way. I read from Victoria Police News who are looking for a group of men who busted into a bottle shop on Plenty Road and stole $1,800 worth of booze, 40 bottles of spirits in all, and then drove off in a Volvo station wagon registration XMX. That's a big grand final day for the boys. It's going to be a big grand final day for Jordan Ruffhead. He's playing for the Bulldogs after he copped that whack. By the footy against the Giants last week and lost partial vision, had to wear sunglasses for most of the week and then was finally declared fit. And I caught up with Jordan Ruffhead yesterday at the grand final parade. Mate, have you uh, got a bit sick of those Ray-Ban sunglasses you're rocking at the moment? Because you did have to wear them by doctor's orders, we were told. Uh, yeah, I've been wearing them home when I'm driving home about six o'clock and it's not that bright then. So they have been a little bit annoying, but um, no, nah, it's held me in good stead, mate. And whatever you've got to do to get up for a grand final, you're going to be pretty happy to do. 
when you have to go off as you do, I'm sure it must have been hard to sit on the boundary during that prelim and not be able to try and impact that game. What was the sense of relief for you when they did get the win? Yeah, you kind of feel like you just turn into a supporter. I mean, the, the frustration for me was that the docs ruled me out straight away, and that's just a result of, of not being able to see and, and risking further damage. And um, I mean, other than that, I was seeing fine out of my other eye. There was no concussion, um, and, and the rest of my body felt great. So um, it was frustrating not to be able to co- uh, contribute to a win, but, I mean, you, you, watch, you watch the game back, and, and some of the efforts of the boys individually and collectively were, were outstanding, and, um, and I'm just fortunate enough to now be able to have an opportunity to run out in the grand final. You literally became a one-eyed bulldog supporter for that second half. Correct. Yeah. Dad joke alert. Sorry, my my apologies. But mate, this must be bloody exciting though. We're staring down the barrel of a grand final, and uh, and mate, you're going to be a part of it. Yeah, it's still a little bit surreal. I mean, you look around, and I mean, we're in the back of a, a Hilux about to drive through the city streets. Um, there's a, a sea of, of supporters out there. A lot of them wearing red, white, and blue. And um, we don't have a great history of success, but we, we do have a great history, and um, and hopefully we can add to that tomorrow. And mate, um, the uh, Swans big men stocks. I mean, you'll get a little bit of tipo in there, of course, uh, and along with those uh, Naismith or Nancurvis. Oh, Naismith, Naismith. Uh, and so, mate, you've probably a bit, got a bit more experience than him. Does that give you a bit of confidence? Uh, I think you've got to go into every game confident. I mean, we've Tommy Boyd and I have um, got a nice little combination going in the ruck at the moment, and um, we'll, we'll just go in with the same plan. We'll try and be as predictable as we can to our teammates. Um, try and impact the game, and yeah, just just be good teammates for, for the blokes out there around us. Terrific, mate. You've been practicing your way for today? I haven't been practicing. Well, I'll leave that to Tommy Campbell. He'll sort me out. <laughs> hey, Tommy's just sitting to his left. Uh, have you been practicing your wave, mate? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent, boys. Good luck for the go. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. The Bulldogs' big stocks of Jordan Ruffhead and Tommy Campbell just sitting to his left in the back of the ute. The gates to the MCC members opening in about 40 minutes. That's the first of the footy fans that'll be through the doors. And we've got a Sunday session at Flemington this Sunday, Yellow Glen Turnbull Stakes Day. Tickets at Ticket Tech. We have a couple of tickets to give away a bit later on, but we'll talk about that soon. Now, Hyph, we have a sweep for the Norm Smith medal at the Channel 9 newsroom. Yep. And I drew out Kurt Tippett yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, I, I thought actually that the competition was first goal, so I was pretty wrapped when I pulled Tippo, but it is Norm Smith. Are you in any sweeps? No, I'm not actually. Yeah, no, but if I was, I wouldn't get a tip. <laughs> well, he is a good player, probably not the favourite of Norm Smith betting. And I caught up with him yesterday. His story has been one of resilience during the finals as well. After he was mummified in the opening round, had a bit of a crack in the jaw and had to battle his way back. He will be a part of the Swans lineup today. And I spoke to him at the grand final parade. I think a lot of people were thrilled for you, mate, that you were able to work through the jaw issue from the week one of the finals and get back and make an impact. Was it hard work? Um, Oh, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a little uncertainty about, um, you know, just how bad it, it was hurt. And um, if I was going to be right to play, um, yeah, all credit to the, the, the medical staff and the surgeons who we sort of advice off. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful to have played last week and to have the opportunity to play tomorrow. Mummy hit you hard. What was the pain like? Yeah, um, I was a bit shocked, to be honest, at, at the time. I guess, you know, there's lots of things going on. and um, But, yeah, you know, when it settles, you're like, oh... It, you know, they're worried if you sort of got got hit in the head or whatever, but it, it was my jaw and my, and my teeth that I was most most worried about. And, um, you know, I was thankful that I was able to play on. And then um, throughout the week, we had to we had to see the surgeon's advice and um, get sorted out for, for a week off and then to play. For the Bulldogs, a lot of their experience sits in the back line. We're talking Wood and Morris. Who do you think you'll end up with? Um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, you know, they like to play... 
sort of team defence in a sense. So uh, I think there'll be a number of different matchups. Sorry, mate. The uh, Hilux is getting away from me a little bit, but uh, and mate, uh, how important do you think it'll be for you to try and snag one in the first quarter so the edge is off a bit? Oh, we always like to start really well. Um, we've been able to do that in the, in the last couple of games, which has set ourselves up. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking to to get involved early as a forward or a ruckman wherever, wherever I see and find myself. Mate, is the parade a bit strange? You're sitting out the back of a ute and we've got the balloons everywhere. Do you kind of go, what the heck am I doing? Yeah, it's a pretty unique experience, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit surreal, you know, to see so many people come out and, and show their support. We're so grateful for everyone in the red and white today to, to get right behind us. And, um, yeah, it's a cool experience that we won't forget in a hurry. Sorry, mate. Good luck for the grand final. Thank you. Yeah, my voice was fading a little at the end there, Huff. That was Kurt Tippett, of course, of the Sydney Swans. Now, we've got a couple more players to go on the weekend breakfast. We're going to hear from Jason Johannesson and Josh Kennedy a little bit later in the show. And you're the weather expert. What sort of temperatures are you predicting today? Is it going to be Eskimo temperature uh, hyphen who pushes the buttons here? Oh, he's giving me a look. You didn't have to bring that up. I, it's one of my favourite radio moments. of. Was it this year? Listeners don't know what you're talking about, well, so I will, move on. We'll, we'll find the grab. It was when Hive, Eddie and Dars were it. discussing the meaning of Eskimo temperature. And uh, I think Eddie and Dars were actually trying to say it was warm. And you referred to it as Eskimo temperature, which is probably cold. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> anyway, as I look out the window here in South Melbourne, the rain is just starting to drop on Clarendon Street. So that's why we're going to check in with the Weather Bureau. You'd have to say wet weather, good for Josh Kennedy, and that's good for the Sydney Swans. Speaking of Triple M's Grand Final Day proceedings, we will be down at the AFL Live Stage in Yarra Park at the Festival of Footy from 9am. Howie and Fev will be kicking off the order uh, over there, so get down and say good day to them as it leads up to the day. The Saturday Rub Boys will be there, and then, of course, the call is Triple M Rocks Footy. Now, the great Danny Green, who is a, a big part of the Weekend Breakfast family, is not with us this week. We gave him Grand Final Day off because he likes to spend it with his family. But his old mate, Anthony Mundine, made headlines yesterday. Now, if you haven't been following it, over in the US, there's been a, a, a real, I guess, debate around the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, Colin Kaepernick. And it all started when he knelt during the US National Anthem. Now, it's all wrapped up in the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, a lot of the police shootings that they're having over there where, you know, for some, too many of the victims have been African-American. And uh, Kaepernick is doing this kneeling as a way of bringing attention to that fact. Now, whatever you think of the debate, uh, Mundine went out yesterday and asked players to do it during the grand finals this weekend. I guess he was referring to both the AFL and the NRL. And uh, at one stage, he referred to the national anthem as being a song written in the 80s. Now, that's given some people uh, cause to laugh because it's a little bit older than that. And our old mate, Danny Green, has hit back saying on Facebook, Mundine trying to collect more votes for his run at the title of Spoon of the Year. This ding-a-ling sees some blokes pull a stunt and he copies. Once again, he doesn't come up with anything original. I can, though, let you do something that no one else will be able to do. He'll be the first and last person I ever defeat in a boxing ring. Peace, Australia. Have a safe grand final weekend. No aggro. The sparks continue to fly between those two. A great honour to have in the studio the voice of football as he hangs up the microphone on television, at least at the end of this season. Good morning, Dennis Cometti. Good day, Seb. How are you doing? Mate, uh, you focused on the game. Do you look back this week? Have you looked back this week? Or what do you do? <laughs> no, not really. I'm still looking forward. I'm trying to look forward. Anyway, this afternoon should be a terrific game. I'm 
A man who has a soft spot for the Bulldogs. I'm looking forward to them going well. Not necessarily winning, but giving a good account of themselves. And they've been terrific through these finals. But Sydney, a hard team to knock off. I haven't got reflective yet, but maybe we might in the next week or so. But, I mean, you make a decision and you reckon it's the best decision for you. So there's not much point really in sort of stewing over it or looking back and dwelling on it too much. We just move on. You played for the Western Bulldogs or spent uh, some briefly, time down briefly, there at Footscray, yes. of course? Yes, I played a few reserves matches, actually. I was the centre of a clearance wrangle. Everyone should be the centre of a clearance <laughs> wrangle once in their life, and I don't know how the heck any of that happened. But, uh, no, I stood out for about four weeks, but I didn't come to play football. I came to actually get a job in radio, so uh, it was very odd. I used to start work at 7 o'clock at night at 3DB, a station in the city in the old Herald and Weekly Times building. So uh, it was never going to work out. I hadn't played football the previous year, but I loved my time down there. The people were terrific. Ted Whitten was the coach. They had some wonderful footballers too at the time. I could never work out why they didn't do better because uh, they had three guys who went on to win Brownlows, Gary Dempsey, Bernie Quinlan and Barry Round. So uh, it seemed odd to me. They had a wonderful squad. They didn't make the five the year I was here. I went back halfway through the season because I was working in radio and I got the, got the sack, which was very much part of the job in those days, and went back to Perth before the uh, clearance deadline of June 30. And uh, now I followed their fortunes that year. They didn't make the five. Hawthorne won the premiership, I think, from memory, and they'd beaten Hawthorne twice during the season. So uh, they had some wonderful players, but it didn't translate on the field. Long-winded answer, but it was a <laughs> short career. Oh, mate, you prepared me for the day when I get sacked, so that was well worth listening to. Mate. Sacked? I've got a plural. I... I <laughs> I don't know how many times it happened to me. It was <laughs> a remarkable business radio in those days. I think Darren has the clubhouse record. He's sitting at about, Darren Hinch is sitting yeah. at about 15 sackings. So uh, that's, that's going to take some beating. Yeah, but he spent more time in it than me. I think on a pro rata <laughs> basis, I'd have him covered. <laughs> that's per capita, you're yeah, doing well. Yeah. But times you, you probably get asked daily your, your favourite passage you play or your favourite game that you're called. Of the modern players at the moment, you watch so much football. Who legitimately excites you? Uh, well, just the standard players, I think. Franklin in particular. It depends how deeply you look then. I think Selwood's another one. I love Selwood as a player. Chris Judd was one I liked as well. Uh, plenty of them. Dangerfield, I mean, very exciting player. So uh, too numerous to mention, really. And sometimes as a commentator, people, you, people say you see it all, but you don't sometimes see it all. I mean, there are players' careers particularly in the early days when all games used to be played on a Saturday when I first started in Western Australia, uh, there were players whose careers you may only watch over 20 or 25 games and yet they play 200 games. And you really, if you don't see them on good days, sometimes you don't have a feel for their careers. Now, uh, there's more videotape and there's more live coverage these days, but I think even the most zealous football commentator doesn't watch the lot. So, it very much is coloured by what you see, you know, sort of in the flesh. If you turn up at a game and a guy has a blinder and you see it again a couple of weeks later, then suddenly your opinion of him starts to lift. And converse is true as well. Mm. Well, mate, I don't think you've ever had a bad day behind the microphone. No, I've, we had look... plenty. I've had plenty. <laughs> we look forward to uh, watching the game later today uh, as, you, as you call it for seven for what may be the last time. You're saying it is. Thank you for talking to us on Triple M's Weekend Breakfast. Good on you, Seb. And yesterday, thanks to everybody who said g'day down at the grand final parade. It was honestly some of the most fun I've had this year. Lucky enough to be in the back of the lift ute as it held up the back end of the grand final parade. I think there were 40 cars in all. And me and Terry, the Triple M listener who won the spot in a competition, were ute number 39. But either way, it was great fun. 
And as I looked out into the crowd, it sort of summed up what this week is all about. And it's all about supporters of both these sides getting a chance to feel the grand final hype. But it's hard not to think the Doggies fans deserve it more. They've been waiting longer. And as I looked out to the crowd, I saw some Bulldogs who I know. Fans of local pro wrestling would know JXT, the wrestler in the MCW. There was he, not in his wrestling tights, but in his red, white and blue, sitting up on a fence and waving like he was about to jump off that fence and drop a flying elbow. Then there was the family of Ben. Now, ben was one of my best mates when I was growing up. We lived on the same street out in the eastern suburbs. And we used to have footy day at our primary school. Now that worked is that at the front of assembly, the principal would hold a tin and everyone would wear their footy colours and it'd be a fundraiser. And the principal would call the name of every football club. And when your club got called, you all ran up in a group, all the supporters, and put a dollar in the tin you lined up. Well, as I said, we grew up in the eastern suburbs, so they'd call the big supporter clubs out that way first. So Hawthorne would get called and, you know, a hundred kids would all run up screaming and drop their dollar in the tin. And they'd call Melbourne and a big group also would go and make their donation. They'd call Essendon and, you know, a, a strong group because we're a popular club would go up. I'd be there in my red and black. And then every year they'd get to the Bulldogs. And my mate Ben was the only kid in that school in a red, white and blue jumper. 400 kids and Ben was the only one. And every year, he'd cheer his little lungs out and drop the dollar in the tin. And when you think back, it's actually a pretty sort of courageous thing to do when you're that age and, you know, peer pressure is pretty strong. But it didn't stop his passion for the team. And I saw his mum and his dad, John, out there at the parade yesterday. And I thought that sort of bravery, small as it is on footy day in primary school, kind of sums up what the Bulldog spirit is all about. So good on you, Bulldogs fans. And even if you are barracking for the Swans, you've got to admit that this week, the build-up has been very much about the chance for Western Bulldogs fans to finally experience everything. I'm talking about the parade, of course, the chance to watch their team in a grand final. And frankly, the emotion that some of these long-suffering supporters have shown this week has been truly moving. And they pop up sort of wherever you go. I was getting a taxi back from the Western suburbs earlier in the week and just got talking with my taxi driver. His name was John. He'd been supporting the Western Bulldogs for decades. In fact, as a three-year-old, his mum informs him he was actually at the 1954 grand final. Well, hearing all this, I thought I've got to chuck a record on this. And he was kind enough to grant us an interview. And really, this is what it's all about. Taxi driver John Farmer, a long-standing Western Bulldogs fan here in Melbourne. Well, it's grand final week in Melbourne and uh, it's pretty sunny. I'm heading out to another job, but it just happens that my taxi driver today, John, who's been in this caper for around 42 years, is a big Bulldogs man. So understandably, we've been talking footy. And mate, it's been decades and decades since the Bullies have been in a grand final. So that's obviously a new thing. But in terms of the excitement that the club has made you feel this week, have you ever felt anything like it? Not, not, a, not at all. I've spent all week crying virtually the tears in my eyes and if you have a look now you'll see there are still some tears in my eyes now it is something that I never thought I'd ever go through and it's just it's overwhelming and it's the same with all my friends that are all Bulldog supporters they are all exactly the same as me it's a it's just overwhelming why are the tears there mate because we've never we've never really experienced something like this. Um, at, at sort of, it's hard to explain, but just the relief of the dogs getting into a grand final 
just um, just overwhelms you as far as your feelings. Uh, and, and as I said, everyone is exactly the same. All my mates that I'm going to the football with, they're all the same. And on Saturday night, to get into that grand, grand final, the, the emotion was just phenomenal, with tears flowing virtually from everyone. Just something out of the ordinary. I think it's a, it's a lovely part of the Australian male culture in a way, that, you know, we are kind of stiff upper lip, tough sort of group, but then when these moments come and you can share true emotion with your mates, nothing like that, is there? Absolutely not. It's... Uh, we're hugging and, well, I don't know about the kissing part, but it got very close, I think. And uh, a couple of the girls that we go to the football with every week, they were the same. They wanted to hug and kiss and it, was just, it's, it just overpowers you, with, uh, the emotion. Talking with John, who's been a Bulldog supporter for decades and decades as we drive a taxi around Melbourne. And mate, what is it about this club? Is it the history the Teddy Whitten stick it right up attitude. The you know remember '89 as the song used to say when they tried to shut you down, and then to be here now is that why this is such a tremendous moment in time? All those all those things that you've just mentioned are all um, sort of coming together now. That it's been a long, long way to get to where we are, and uh, and everyone's feeling uh, that particular journey is now coming to a, a conclusion of the Bulldogs now being a power and, uh, and people are starting to realise that the Bulldogs are a power, just not a down and out club. You're going on Saturday, but you have been to a Bulldogs grand final before, haven't you? Yeah, my mother informed me that I was at the 1954 <laughs> grand final at three years of age, but I don't remember it. And then... Um, I was at the 1961. I think I was. I think it was about 11 or 12 or something. Um, and I sort of vaguely remember. I think I was more to eating pies than uh, watching the football. But uh, this is different. This is uh, this is totally different. And I can't wait. Can the boys do it? Oh. If if they if they don't win it, which I think they will win it. If they don't win it, just the, just the thought of being in a grand final is enough for me to think that there's always next year. What would it mean to you? Oh, you'll need to interview me uh, <laughs> on, on Saturday night because I'm pretty sure it's uh, the group I'm going to be with is uh, it's just going to be phenomenal and uh, we will celebrate and... Uh, I just can't wait. John, good on you. Good luck for the grand final. Woof, woof. Go, doggies. And that's why, if there are any footy gods, the Western Bulldogs should win today. I don't really need to add to that. Let's focus on the Bulldogs. And Jason Johannesson's run and dash throughout the season has been a big part of why they are here at the Big Dance Grand Final Day. And I caught up with him yesterday at the Grand Final Parade. 
he was playing babysitter. One of Jake Stringer's little ones, Arlo, was nestled and having a nice nap on JJ's chest. Gorgeous little baby, absolutely no hair, and a tiny little bulldog's jumper with the number nine on it, of course, Jake Stringer's number. And that's where the conversation started. Here's my catch-up with Bulldog Jason Johannesson. Now, you've got someone else's kid with you. Who's this? Yeah, I got Jakey's uh, younger younger one, Arlo. Um, he's got Miller at the front there, so I thought I'd give him a hand and uh, look after her. She's pretty well behaved. Yeah, I got her, got her to sleep a bit, so I'm um, doing a good job. Uh, she's got Dad's number on the back, though. You're not going to swap that to yours while he's not looking? Just put a number three just in front of that nine. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and mate, uh, your, as I say, breaking of the lines to put that footy in front of Bonts is, I think, the defining, defining play I'll remember from that prelim final. Take us through that moment. Can you just see the space and you thought, gee, I've got to go here? Yeah, the ball um, popped up nicely for me and I saw a bit of space. And, you know, as I've done all year, just back my instinct and uh, took the gap, uh, able to have a bounce. And then I saw Bonte um, in a bit of space. I just tried to put it in front of him and I, and I thought he would finish off the good work. Was there a bit of relief when you saw it land perfectly in front of him and just bounce up into him in stride? Yeah, it was a bit funny because when I kicked it, he wasn't looking at me at all. So I was like, Bont, turn around. But um, I think he knew what he was doing and he just paddled it in front of him and then uh, steadied up and kicked it. What's been the most enjoyable part of Grand Final Week? You know, it, it didn't really hit me uh, at the start of the week, but uh, definitely the fans coming out yesterday to watch us train. That was amazing scenes. And, um, and this build-up for tonight to see everyone here in the city, uh, it's just exciting to be a part of. And mate, how wrapped are you guys that Ruffy has come up and you'll have that extra ruck force for the Grand Final? Yeah, no, it's great. Um, him and Tommy Boyd have uh, formed a great partnership in there and they've played some good footy, so uh, it's just great to have him on the deck. And, mate, you're looking sharp. You're rocking the Ray-Bans, the new era cap on. Uh, I like your sense of style. Yeah, it's just, just my relaxed look, really. Just uh, soaking it all in. It's going to be hard to wave with little Arlo sitting in your lap. Yeah, i got the left hand there just to wave for the fans, but, um, yeah... It's good times. It's great to have a chat. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. There you go. That's my catch-up with Bulldog Jason Johannesson. Very popular and very likeable young man. Born in South Africa, actually. Ready. A bounce. A right banana. The biggest high-flying act you've ever seen in your life. Come on, mate. Follow me. Follow me to the bench. Fire. This is Brian Taylor. Looks like I'm the only one to win a Coleman and be in a film. And this... Is Bristles missing? Take your flags, we'll stick them you know where. <laughs> yes, the man himself, the Coleman medalist and film star at times. Good morning on this grand final day, Brian Taylor. Uh, yes, good morning, sir. All, all is well. Mate, I'm fantastic. You're not known to be a sentimental man, but have you at least allowed yourself to feel a bit of the emotion that the Doggies fans are feeling to be back in a grand final? Well, I'm glad you described me as something that I'm probably not, but anyway. Um, you are a sentimental man, aren't you? Yeah, I can be. Um, <laughs> but I haven't allowed myself on this occasion. No. <laughs> no, look, it's been fantastic. It's been gripping. You know what? Um, the dogs have been able to do something. No other support group in the history of the game have been able to do, and that is they've been able to harness the support of all all 17 clubs, you know, and um, you go to a Collingwood-Carlton grand final, and yes, they may have great support from their own supporters, but not others, whereas the dogs have engaged us all, Seb. All right, so let's look at the blueprint. Sydney have such a big-bodied midfield. Kennedy, Jack, Hanabry, Parker, these guys who can crash in. How do the dogs, with their little fleet of Libbers and Caleb Daniels and Jack McRae's, Clay Smith, how do they win this game? I reckon they crash in harder. I know Sydney are hard, and you've just described how hard they are, but I reckon the dogs can be a little bit harder, and I reckon that's where they can, uh, that's where they can perhaps win it. 
the other thing is both these t- two sides historically this year have been low scoring, uh, low scored against sides and reasonably low scoring teams. I think uh, the Swans are averaging 100 and uh, the Dogs are averaging 90. So I would expect that the game will never be more than four or five goals apart. I see as I'm driving here this morning, Seb, rain is um, rain is falling as well. So that's going to make it even even tighter. I think the dogs can get there. I don't think it's just a. I don't think it's a fairy tale. Well, mate, there'll be a lot of dogs fans who will hear that and uh, feel a bit of excitement. The grand final entertainment is headed up by Sting, the great yeah. artist. Have you got a favourite Sting song? Uh, Sting. <laughs> yep, yep. He's uh, Gordon Sumner was his name. He was in a band called The Police. No, I haven't uh, followed the uh, police uh, band all that much. Uh, other than when they march up and down Swanson Street, so that's, that's about that's about it for me. But uh, unless Rodriguez is uh, singing, um, I don't know. I don't now, know about you've raised a good question for those who aren't familiar with Rodriguez. His most famous song. Are you able just to belt out a few bars for us? Sugar man, sugar man. <laughs> I haven't heard that for a few years. That takes me back. Uh, mate, I don't know how to finish this, but you have a sensational day. You'll be a part of the rub at Yarra Park at the Festival of Footy. You've had a fantastic season, and uh, you're still the finest commentator in the game. So thanks for being a part of the uh, weekend breakfast this football season. Uh, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Seb's going to be a great day. Very, very exciting for everyone. As you say, live site, 12 o'clock. Are you, are you broadcasting from the live site? No, mate. Seven? We're back in the Clarendon studios today. Right. But uh, Howie and Duck will be there. Oh, sorry, Howie and Fev will be there at 9. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Have a great day out there, and uh, I'm looking forward to this game more than I've looked uh, forward to a grand final for a long, long time. I agree with you, mate. Back to the grand final parade, and yesterday it was a huge crowd, over 100,000 people, and brilliant sunshine, which made for a pretty enjoyable day. And in the Toyota Hilux carrying the Swan Stars, Ben McGlynn and Josh Kennedy, each of them had one of their children. Now, we knew these two players were hard nuts on the field. Well, it'd be no surprise that their two children in the middle of my interview with Josh Kennedy started wrestling in the back of the flatbed ute. Now, keep listening and you'll figure out how that all ended up at the end of this interview. Here's Josh Kennedy. But a lot of people look at, you know, your established midfield yourself, you know, uh, uh, the the Jacks, the Hanabries as uh, as strong wrecking ball sort of players up against a sort of lighter dogs midfield. Do you allow yourselves to... uh, to, to, to make sure you don't underestimate the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, the last two times we've played them, they've, they've knocked us off. So uh, certainly don't go into this game overly confident. Uh, we know that they've shown the last three weeks that they can uh, match it with the best and they're one of the best inside uh, contested footy teams in the comp. So we're certainly going to have to bring our A game, no doubt. You've been a big part of shaping this this sort of era of uh, of Sydney Grand Finals, which is very separate to the 2005 team, I think, 12 and then the 14 Grand Final. So no doubt you take a bit of leadership there. Did you have a conversation with Aaliyah when the news came through that he wouldn't be a part of the Grand Final side? Yeah, it's, it's obviously uh, extremely difficult when that happens and uh, there's not much you can say uh, other than you just your heart goes out to those those people and, and Aaliyah's certainly um, you know, been a real great player for us the back half of the year since he's come in so uh, it's really disappointing um, but I think the best thing we can do is just try our best and, and get the win and, and uh, he'll certainly be a big part of it if we do. You've been out there on the track this week, Callum and Jared fit? Yes they are yeah, uh, Millsy trained on, on, on Wednesday, got through no worries and Mac are the same so uh, we're pretty much almost full strength which is great. 
How pleased were you to hear that you were going to have you know a leader and Jared and uh, as we see the young McGlynn and the uh, young Kennedy. <laughs> There's the the 2050 team of uh, the yeah, they've just hit the deck there. What happened there? <laughs> yeah, they're causing me to ruckus here. A few few winning a few hard balls in the back of the uh, what are we? In the back of the Toyota. So. Uh, it's it's uh, good to be able to share it with them. You never know uh, if you get the opportunity again. So uh, really enjoying it, and and uh, yeah, it was fantastic to hear that Macker and, and and Millsy both got up for the game. You've done really well to remember where that conversation started. I'd completely forgotten yes, the question. So did I. So did I. Somehow. <laughs> I'm, I'm on today. It's a good sign. You can tell they're uh, you know little Kennedys and little McGlynns because they both hit the deck of the flatbed ute really hard and bounced up. No tears, no screaming, nothing. No, no, no. They're going to uh, they're going to test each other. I think that this journey, I might have to uh, find something to keep them occupied for the next uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll let you go be a dad, Josh Kennedy. Thanks for joining. Thanks a lot for having me, mate. Thank you, Josh Kennedy. There and the two kids, Benny McGlynn's little one and, and Kennedy's own child. They couldn't be more than two years old. They hit the deck of that ute really hard and bounced back up. Oh, I was really surprised we didn't have a bit of a situation on our hands. <laughs> You can't help but dance when they come into the studio from Channel 9. Jade Vincent, good morning. Happy Grand Final Day. Thank you very much from Channel 10, Chanel Vella. Good morning to you. Hello. Well, you guys have made it in. I hear that there's a few people who have gone to great lengths to get to this Grand Final. Absolutely. We know this is the hottest ticket in town. Andrew Whittle, he was working in Costa Rica. He's driven an hour to the nearest airport, got an eight-seat plane. So this is Costa Rica, South America. Correct. Jumped it's on a an, fair way from the it's, MCG. It's a, it's a little far. <laughs> so it's hang a on. Far. He's got to the airport. He's got to the airport, gotten on an eight-seater plane, praying a volcano did not erupt, <laughs> touched down in Houston. He's changed planes to LA, then a 16-hour direct flight to Melbourne, got here last night. Unbelievable. Who's Dedication. his team? I was going to say Bulldogs fans. Doggies. Bulldogs. <laughs> what was it? Do we know what he was doing in Costa Rica? Not exactly sure, but obviously he was on the internet trying to book a lot of tickets. Because I'm just saying... <laughs> Border Force, when he comes in, <laughs> just have a look at the suitcases. Costa Rica, I'm just thinking it's a little dodgy. But anyway, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Whittle. Andrew, well done, Andrew Whittle. That's, Seb, uh, you met a an amazing Bulldogs fan this week. Yes, Gary Hinks from Portland. Been to, what, 972 games? Yeah, this was really nice. So he's uh, in his early 70s, and on the 11th of May 1974, over 40 years ago, he went to see the Bulldogs beat the Bombers. And ever since then, he hasn't spent any money on drink, hasn't spent any money on smokes, hasn't gambled. He's spent every dollar on going to the Western Bulldogs games and hasn't missed one in 972 rounds. And today will be 973. And we were also talking about extremes to be involved in this whole grand final. And just Seb, ex- we saw you in the grand final parade yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> Going to extremes to be involved. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I was a late pickup. They, they didn't expect that I'd be fit to play, but uh, clearly I was. No, that was fun. That was a, me and Terry, who was a Triple M listener, got to sit in uh, a ute, a lift ute in the grand final parade. We were car number 39 of 40. <laughs> And uh, look, let's just say there were uh, a, a bit of one-way feedback from the fans out there uh, in regards to my haircut. That's oh, what I want to know. In these situations, was there heckling? Oh, Give us the feedback. Tell us the inside story Most here. definitely. The only bloke who said, hey, Seb, uh, I like your hair, was the guy who was wearing the Western Bulldogs mohawk wig. 
<laughs> so me and him were sort of in the same camp of a few risks. But no, big thank you to everyone who did wave and smile and uh, and have a bit of a chat as we went down Wellington Parade. That it was, was like a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. You're working today. I am working today, and I need both of your help. Yeah. Now, so can I just say this is every reporter's sort of fear this day, this day, because it can go both ways, really. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know. So Jade it's, Vincent is uh, one of the guns of the Channel Nine newsroom, and you're doing uh, what we call in the business the grand final colour package. Yes. Are you doing the Swans or the Bulldogs? I believe I'm doing the Bulldogs. So I'm going to be at the MCG for the majority of the day, you know, gathering all of that colour. I want to see amazing dress ups, people enjoying the barbecues once this weather improves a bit. But then I'll be heading out to Witten Oval a bit later. And I'm really scared well, because Jane, there's so, you know, there's so much pressure. <laughs> what are you going to do if they win? If they win, I feel like I'm going to have to anchor my feet to the ground. You're going to become a <laughs> because human Because there's trophy. always that live cross <laughs> fear that you are going to be carried away. Tell your husband to maybe prepare to not see you anymore. <laughs> you are going to be carried away. What do I do if they lose, though? I yeah. know that you can't say that. I shouldn't say that well, because no. we're all getting behind the joggies. We are. Right, we we are. I like it, though. If you've got any ideas, hit us up on Twitter, at Seb Costello 9 What's your Twitter handle, Jade? At Jade Vincent, Jade with a Y. Thanks, at Jade mate. Vincent, Jade with a Y. If you've got any ideas, I mean, you definitely need to start with the showery conditions didn't drown the spirits of oh, Doggies no. fans. No, that is, <laughs> you're ruining journalism. Just stop. If anyone writes that in their script today, I will have a chat to the news director. There has to be to uh, uh, an interviewer of Vox Pop with somebody who has a bulldog wearing red, yes. white and blue. I've got to find Sid, don't I? have got to yeah, find Sid. You've got to find Sid, exactly. He's my favourite. Doggies fans were excited, be they on two legs or four. <laughs> everyone was barking mad. Yes. No, no. I like that. Bulldogs news cliches at Seb Costello 9 or at Jade Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Yes, I need all the help I can get today. And a little bit of like a, an old granny, you know. Norma yeah. was at the 1954 grand final and partied long into the night. She's going to do it again despite being 97. If anyone tweets these to me, I'm going to delete my whole account. <laughs> I can't even give your account a plug before we finish up, Chanel. At Chanel Vella. There you go. That's all three. Well, Chanel Vella from Channel 10, Jade Vincent from Channel 9. Good luck, you. Thank you. We all have to say, go doggies, yeah, right? Go yeah. doggies. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being with us to kick off your grand final morning. And if you get a chance, get down to Yarra Park at the Festival of Footy because on the main stage... Is the Triple M team all throughout the day. Now, who wins this game? Uh, Chris, I've got a form in the camp that says, head Sydney, heart dogs. But good luck to all those Bulldogs fans who have waited so long for this. You deserve it. We'll be back next Saturday, and by then, we'll have a premiere. Have a sensational day. This is Triple M's Weekend Breakfast with Seb Costello. Triple M Weekend Breakfast's Seb Costello likes to celebrate Grand Final Day with a nice game of Monopoly. It's getting out of control. You can play Monopoly 2 at Macca's now for a one in five chance to win great prizes instantly.